0: Good day, good afternoon, good night, how you doing? This is MCM, and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today, we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. I can't seem to help. Like you cast a spell I'll keep loving you You don't love me too But I won't cry I'll just sing another bye. You moved on already I know I gotta stay strong You said that you'd love me forever but I guess that's gone. And I can't seem to hide all this pain that I feel inside. But that's okay, I'll just sing a lullaby. Listen, I can't seem to help like you cast a spell can't believe we're through you win and you lose But I won't cry I'll just sing a lullaby Listen You moved on already and I know why God to stay strong. You said that you love me forever, but I guess that's gone. And I can't seem to hide all this pain that I feel inside. But that's okay, I'll sing a lullaby. now entered you are probably right (laughs) I'm just joking Um, my voice is still off (laughs) from last time so here I am this is you're probably right I am your host MCM and we're gonna go through a cool list with my own I guess twist on it in other words it is a list I would say probably a pretty important list for most people to uh, pay attention to. Um, It won't be like uh, Goggins list or anything like that. If you know who Goggins is, Um, a motivational speaker. Anyhow, we're going to go through it. It's a hundred. Now, I can't promise you that I'll actually be able to go through the whole hundred. I would like to. Um, Hopefully I don't um, go on and on till the break of dawn for absolutely no reason. (laughs) But if you've been around much, you know that there is every once in a while I go off on tangents and then therefore the episode tends to get a little bit long sometimes. But here I go, right? Man, his sore throat's crazy. But I mean... It is what it is. Let me see if I can find the list now. Here we go. Here's the list. Man, I'm having a hard time keeping my list up and keeping control of the inner workings. (laughs) All right. So there are 100 rules for life. Now, remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I understand it may not be your cup of tea, <laughs> but that's okay. But the point is, is that this is a Christian who has a podcast and it's called You're Probably Right. This is not a Christian podcast, but it is for many people who would like to become Christians or have the desire to follow Christ is the better way. Um, Who believe that he is, and he is the son of God, and he rose again on the third day after being crucified and after living a perfect life and after being born of a Virgin Mary. And therefore those things would necessitate you being a believer. And then after that, it's how close you come to, not really how close you come to, but in your daily life, your obedience to the scriptures. And that means you'd have to read and have a desire to learn about the scriptures and then have a desire and press towards being obedient. Okay? And that would be your sacrificial praise, that would be your worship to God. You're reading the word of God, you're singing spiritual hymns in your mind, praying without ceasing, being obedient. Those things are important for a believer. And obedience is way better than sacrifice. Okay, And here we go. I hope you're all cool and chilling. I hope you're, you're um, if you could let me know, if you could drop me a line and, and you know, somehow, and let me know if you, if you appreciate my artwork on my various um, episodes. It's cool to be able to delve into AI a little bit, whereas it lets things come to life. So I have a lot of ideas, but many times I'm not able to to bring it to life on my own i guess would be the best thing in other words if i had a lot of ideas and i was also very good at artistic impression or illustration then i could draw exactly what i see in my mind but this way i can be very specific on what i want to see in a picture and then bring it to life for you so i hope you're appreciating them please let me know um please rate the podcast because i'm trying to i would love this to be my my nine to five you know what I mean or my 12 to 12 you know what I mean it's just it's not feasible right now so if you pass the, the the podcast on if you advertise it if you you know put up something somewhere where you know a lot of people pass by and let them know about your probably right podcast if you want to stick it on your car go ahead I give you full rights to go ahead and do that <laughs> whatever attracts the guests. To my podcast. Anyhow, I appreciate it. I thank you for listening. If you know me and you're listening and you don't understand something, please have the guts to come up and ask me a question. Don't just stay hiding in the cut. You know what I mean? I'm out here being vulnerable, telling you my opinions. And sometimes it's not my opinion, sometimes it's God, God's opinion. And therefore, if were up to me, and there was the two that were led in front of me, I'm going to do what God says to do, not what I think I should do. You understand? Because I'm a believer in Christ. Or as the masses would say, a Christian, a Bible-believing Christian, I believe it from front to back, the 66 books of the Bible. I tend to read in ESV, and that's all I have to say about that. But all are welcome to listen. All are welcome to glean anything or argue about anything with anyone about anything that I say. I welcome you to open the Bible and look for yourself because I am not perfect and I could get something wrong. Obviously, I have many times. So, you know, take everything with a grain of salt and go look it up for yourself. (coughs) Okay, so here we go. The first one, it's funny, I'm looking at um, the numbers, the numbered from one to, well, really, I to C, if you understand Roman numerals. (laughs) So, the first one is, family is invaluable. Now, understanding that as a rule to life, you know, I was saying to one of my children, I said the other day, value your mom. Now, yes, you got half of your gene, your gene code or your DNA code, your, your chromosomes from me and your mom. But at the end of the day, your mom did carry you. I know a lot of women hurl this at their kids at, at well, at, at a whim or whenever they feel like it. Whenever something's difficult or whenever they need their kids to say, you know me, like I'd carried you in my belly for nine months and you kicked the crap out of me from the insides out. And, um, <laughs> or whatever, man, part of my friendship, if, if you thought that, that C word was a little bit too harsh, but I'm just, again, I'm just talking here and I hope not to offend anybody for the wrong reasons. So yeah, I was telling them that, you know, your mom is very important. She carried you. Yes. You're half of me, half of her, but She had to carry you. And she's the only one whose body you literally came out of. She had to protect you. There was nothing that I could do but try to protect her. And I don't know if I did such a great job about that at all. But at the end of the day, she had you in her belly. She had to make sure that she didn't bump into a wall with you. (laughs) Um, But beyond that. Your family. The individuals that are really close to you who know a lot about you, who you are comfortable in being vulnerable around, who may carry your last name, may look like you, may have been raised by you, or maybe you were raised by them or have helped you out in so many different ways in your life. Growing up and generally your family would be those who've known you the most or they know you the deepest because some people didn't grow up with their paternals and fraternals and biologicals and all those other things. So when you peel away everything from life, from the kind of car you have, kind of house you have, kind of clothes you wear, kind of people you even hang out with or have been friends with from time to time, or worked with, or played with, or whatever with. Your family, you come back to your family. And yes, as you get older, those numbers dwindle. They do, that's natural. And as you start losing them, you start valuing them more. Even though, (coughs) sorry, even the ones that weren't so wonderful to you, You value them because of the lessons that they taught you. Even if it was negative at the time, when they taught you the lessons, you were able to hopefully learning and growing. You were able to glean something proper out of the situation. I always say to my kids and those around me, because I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, I said, please use my life as a cautionary tale, but when you know. And when you can tell that I've done something the right way and I've opened the door for you, please don't come and knock in as I'm holding the door open for you by the example of my life. Please take it and go with it and run with it. You don't need to open every door yourself. Some doors will be left open for you. That's just my two cents. Alright, number two, or I I. am <laughs> not gonna keep doing that. Alright. Hard work pays off. Now, what do we think when we okay, the best best example I can give you of hard work? I've talked about my father many times. I've talked to my mother, I, I think I've talked about my mother a few times as well. Now, none of these individuals are rich. As a matter of fact, my father has passed away and my mother um, living with um, uh, what's he want to call? It? I don't want to. Well, it's called aphasia. And if you don't know what it is, you can look it up. But it's a neurological um, disease, I guess. Sickness, illness, where it takes your speech, takes your um, mobility, your ability to do a lot of different things. You're thinking straight, you get emotional at wacky times and a whole bunch of other stuff (coughs) along with probably a little dementia mixed in there somewhere. It's supposed to be, I think, a part of it or akin to it. Dementia that is. (coughs) But what I'm trying to say is both my parents worked their butt off. And depending on what you consider pay off is whether or not you believe that it paid off. Like, did they? Were they able to vacation every year? No. Were they able to amount uh, a whole bunch of money like a nest egg that they can live like the Joneses in their senior days? No. Did they pay off their house by the time they were seniors? no could have but they decided to go a different route and things didn't work out in some different situations and family land in Jamaica got stolen and pushed aside and my dad got sick and individuals also robbed my family of their shares in the banana producer or whatever it is in Jamaica and that's a whole nother story I think I just put that out there (laughs) just so we know it's reality Um, but they worked really hard the payoff is for my parents that they were working hard in church and and in, in their actual jobs they got honored when they both retired my father was given two clocks and a bible when he retired my mom I guess they knew that things were a little bit tight. My father passed away. They gave her a bunch of money and a party and a cake and all that. And and it's wonderful to be able to see the respect and the love and the admiration that people have for someone close to you who you know has been a hard worker. And have given of themselves so much that people can not do nothing else but... Respect it, honor it, and I saw that from strangers, from my parents, for both of them. All right, number three. Be honest always. Now, I think there is a part in the Bible where, where it says, um, "Let's see." Let's see if I can find it. I'm just trying to. I don't have a person hitting hitting the keys over here. So I got figured out for myself, but um, speak the truth ever. I think that's what I used to always hear someone say. Let's see. It says be honest. Always. I can talk about that of my own self. Because Because, you know, it's like a stay of execution when you lie. For one, you may not remember the lie in five years, two months, three days, four hours. If you tell the lie. Secondly, a lie is dishonest. But thirdly, as I said, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember it because you'll just remember the story as it actually happened. But if you... Speak the story, or if you make up a whole story, then you have to remember the little parts, and you have to remember. There's people who hang on your every action and your every word. Sometimes the stories that you tell become your kids' stories that they tell. And if you lie, and then you're asked to recite it again one day, and you're lying, then you're probably not going to tell it exactly the same way. And somebody's probably going to have to help you with your own story just to lead them to understand that you probably lying. And it's not a good look. Ephesians 4.25, the verse urges believers to put away falsehoods and speak truthfully to one another, highlighting the importance of honesty in maintaining unity within the community. Now that's talking within the believers. And I know that the truth is owed to those who it is owed. So. Honesty, honestly, is the best policy in most cases. Now, I remember somebody, I think it was R.C. Sproul, telling a story about somebody hiding, um, what do you call it, Jews during the, um, the Second World War and how she saved them, or Riot, Rab in the Bible, how she lied about which way the soldiers went. So, give the truth to who it is owed. But in general, it's best to just speak the truth, especially when nobody's life is at risk. Because yes, it will be a stay of execution. You think that you'll hold on because you lied about something that you did, maybe outside of your relationship or something like that in marriage. And one day something can come back to bite you in the butt. I know a lot of people, they've done things to hide the truth, to smother the truth, to kill the truth. But those things have a tendency to come back for you, either within your conscience or by someone else who really knows the truth. So take care and understand that. Yes, honesty is truly the best policy in almost every situation. Save money for a rainy day. Yeah, you should try to keep some money on hand. I know many of us are like tapped out most times we have good intentions, but sometimes we fall into spending habits or we fall into having to pay for something that we didn't anticipate, like a destroyed roof on the top of our house. That is a huge um, undertaking when it comes to finances or If you drive a half-decent car, fixing the brakes, a lot of time those emergency things will really take a bite out of you, especially when you're not prepared. So am I saying you should be able to try to save enough money to buy a house randomly? No, that's not what I'm saying. But for things that happen, and that's why it's called for a rainy day, because there might be a day where you might need to save a little money to spend a little money on, say, a rainy day. Maybe your roof really is leaking. You know what I mean? Or maybe your, your brakes are really gone and you need to figure that out. Or you need to get up, you know, a tune up or something or fix some rust on your car or Maybe you need a new pair of slacks, pants, you know? Don't spend all your money on a bunch of shoes unless they're for investment and you're not wearing them. And even that's going to get old one day. (coughs) Education is important. Now, that's number five. And it depends on who's educating you. And whose education you're listening to or taking in? Yes, everything can be a learning experience, but not everything. Do you want to sit under and learn? Some things you can realize from afar. Off, that's not what you want to do, or that's a place that you do not want to go. Maybe you do not want to be sitting in the the liberal halls of uh, <laughs> of the um, humanities and learn everything about what it is to be left wing maybe you want to maintain some anonymity some, some control over what your thoughts are and what your ideas are and, and bring something new to the table rather than agreeing with everything that everybody else says without taking your own mind and reading your own bible and coming up with the truth rather than just this social thing. Number six, respect others. Now they say respect is earned, not given. But I think you can just give respect. I don't think somebody always has to earn your respect. I think you should be able to respect the police officers as police officers. I think you should be able to respect your parents as your parents, respect your boss as your boss, respect your body. (laughs) Well, you are not really respecting others, (laughs) respect your spouse and the station they hold in your life, respect your kids as not your punching bags or your little puppets, but as individuals that God has entrusted to you to minister to, to raise to teach, to fellowship with, to nurture, to love. (laughs) And of course, above all, respect God. And then everything else can be a trickle-down effect from there. Number seven, stay humble. Now, this one, I would say, is self-explanatory, but maybe not for some people. But... When you have that haughty look, when you take the seat up front, you might be asked to sit at the back. When you have that haughty look, that behavior, that mannerism, somebody may try to tear a stripe out of you just because you're looking to fly or acting to fly like you the thing or you fire. <laughs> um, always be willing to help somebody out. Always be willing to wash somebody else's feet. Always be willing to do anything that you might ask somebody else to do for you. So if you want somebody else to clean the toilet, then you need to humble yourself enough to clean the toilet. If you have people under you who work under you as your boss or owner or a manager or a department head or whatever. Make sure that you're in the trenches with those working under you. And if it's your kids, you're not too good to cut the lawn. You're not too good to to mop the bathrooms. You're not too good to wash dishes. You might say, well, I did this as a kid. Yeah, you can give these responsibilities to your children. But sometimes they do need a little help. You need to stall them out a little bit sometimes. And you can't just say, that's your job and I'm not doing it and all that stuff. Because how many times has somebody done something for you? Or how many times would you have liked it for somebody to do something for you? Maybe you just couldn't hack it one day. And then there's something called mercy. You know? Have mercy for other people. Maybe there's somebody who's doing something for you all the time. And maybe you realize that they really can't physically afford to do it for you, financially afford afford to do it for you all the time or whatever it is. But maybe you just need to give them a little break sometimes. So humble yourself. Don't stay high and mighty on a pedestal or on top of your big horse. Maybe you need to walk in the horse sometimes and just relax and just realize that you don't need to think more highly of yourself than you ought to that's from scripture number eight while this is going on this is going on but we're at 25 minutes already (laughs) be patient you know I can honestly tell you that one of my prayers at one point you know marital breakdown and um I was praying for forgiveness and for reconciliation. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And it didn't really happen. More than more than just my prayers of hoping for something to happen. Time was healing at the same time the wounds. Although the individual probably didn't forgive me as they should have, but at the same time that's not up to me. And because I was in the wrong, or even if I wasn't in the wrong, being patient helps. It's able to let you take a step back and reevaluate the situation, reevaluate your behavior, adjust your behavior, give the other person room to figure it out for themselves, and not a way for you to just push your way in on people. Because if you didn't know before today, you're not always right. (coughs) There's been many times when you've been able to carry on with whatever you're carrying on with just to find out with just to find out sometimes that you just haven't been right and maybe nobody had the guts to tell you but I'm going to tell you today sometimes you're just not right and you just need to be patient don't always be so quick to push your way and to be a know-it-all and if you're not a humble person and you're not a patient person What you'll also find out is that people may lie to you because they're scared of you, not because they respect you, but because they're scared of you. Let's see. strange something just popped up on my computer out of nowhere that's strange it's very strange I tell you (laughs) I'm going to let it be alright listen more than you speak Now, I've heard many people say that we have been blessed, most of us have been blessed with one mouth and two ears. Therefore, you should probably listen at least twice as much as you speak. And it's true, because sometimes if you talk too much, you'll end up putting a foot in your own mouth sometimes you said too much sometimes you need to know that less is more it's more impactful it's not more words but it's more impactful is a strength you know it's so easy it's so easy to be mean it's so easy just to do what you want to do it's so easy for you to go for the win and not be worried about how other people feel about it Sometimes it's, it's so much more wonderful a power to bend down and help somebody, to bend down and tie somebody else's shoe, to stop and stand there and support that old person trying to cross the road, to take time with your child that doesn't fully understand where you're coming from and have the patience to be kind instead of like an executioner. Embrace change. Relationships change. Family dynamics change. The amount of family changes. I told you earlier, people pass on. Nothing ever stays the same. Nothing. You won't. You're going to get older every day. You're older than you were yesterday. And understanding that this is a part of life, (coughs) a part of the process of life, the reality of life. So the best thing is to embrace it. Now, I may not say be like water, (laughs) but understand that that's how life is. There's ebbs and flows. There's peaks and there's valleys, you know, there's deficiencies and there's abundance, there's overabundance. So the best thing is to be go with the flow at the same time, when you're going with the flow, it doesn't mean just do whatever. It just means that you have to embrace the changes that happen because most change that happens, we have no way of stopping it or unchanging it that's the type of change i'm talking about the type that you do not do you do not control keep your word i guess it was probably a cop out when i look back on it but maybe not at the same time I, you know, I'll be a person of my words when, when I'm talking to my kids, I would tell them, I don't promise you I'm going to try. It might happen, but it might not. I'm more of that guy, not trying to sit on the fence with, I don't want to do something for them, but understanding that I'm not perfect. Situations aren't perfect. And sometimes I can't come true, but I might say I'll do my best, but promising mm, I'm not sovereign. God is sovereign alone. So, I always have had a habit of never promising my kids anything just in case I can't follow through. And maybe, again, maybe it is a cop out. Maybe sometimes you do need to promise, maybe with the understanding, but I just know that most people don't understand when you don't come through when you promise. So, I always just try to do my best to keep my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So that means showing up to your your work, your job at 7 o'clock or 7.30, and that's the time you're supposed to be there. Then your word is you're trying to be on time. You're trying to be an on-time person. If you say to somebody, I'll pick you up at 2, it doesn't mean picking them up at 2.05 or 2.07 or 2.15. It means picking them up at 2 o'clock or 1.50 or 1.55, like being an on-time person, a person of your word. It's very important. next value friendship don't borrow money from your family i mean your friends when you can when you can avoid it try not to mix business with pleasure just in case you are not able to follow through you don't want your important friendships to be hampered or hindered because of your lack of ability to follow through again. So yes, it is always best to be a person of your word and I'll pay you back. But there's always those situations that can arise that you really can't. You just don't have the ability. Although you should do it as best you can whenever you can, but a lot of time some of the times those situations they escape you because people get ticked off and they oust you out of their life because you're not a person of your word. You're not a person who values their friendship and why they lent you or helped you out somewhere here or there and you weren't able to return the favor. They get upset and next thing you need know, to break up a whole friendship. So I would say honestly value your friendships. Do whatever you can for your friends. But try not to dig into their finances or things that they really need for themselves because if you're not able to give back in that way You can find yourself on the outs and not friends anymore with that individual. Now laughing often. It doesn't mean to laugh at someone or being disrespectful to someone when you're laughing often, not at people, but just try to be lighthearted when you can and try when things are funny and they're not disrespectful. They're not doing any evil or mean things to anyone else. Try to keep a merry, merry heart. I think the Bible somewhere says that a merry heart or a happy heart or a joyful heart is um, me- like a uh, medicine to the bones. Probably does the opposite of what, of what stress does. All right, 15. You know, I'm just going to go to 20 since I'm already at 36 minutes. I guess I'll get the next ones after. Ha, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm just having my own little fun here. But yes, I do want to go to 20 and I'm going to stop at 20 just because. Just because I have something to say on each one and I don't want to really rush through. Take risks. Now, here's a funny one. It doesn't mean that you should say (laughs) you go go into a a casino and you're going to put all your money on on 15 black and that includes your your house, (laughs) your mortgage or your car or your spouse or your children. No, you can take risks with things that you can afford to take risks with, you know, one thing that's really cheesing me off lately is all of the gambling things that are geared towards the black community. I don't know what it is. You know, first it was the alcohol, then it was the marijuana, right? Alcohol. A lot of hip hop artists started getting deals with different alcohol companies. Then they legalized marijuana and for people who are having trouble with stress and trauma and a lot of that is in the black community from a lot of the black families and individuals being in the lower end of financial capabilities in society Um, a lot of them are looking for substance that can numb their mind numb the pain numb the reality of life for a little while and now that it's legalized who do you think is going to suffer the same people although it will drag other people down too And the next thing I've noticed is gambling in the black community. It's on everything. It's bet this, bet that. They got Jamie Foxx here and there. They got all kinds of people um, advertising for um, gambling. And I know it's cool that they say, only gamble when you can afford to lose. But in reality, people are always trying to get the get back. They go to gamble because they don't have the money that they would like to do, the things that they would like. So they try to see if they can hit the number, hit the lotto and come up and maybe afford something that they didn't um, plan for, which isn't very prudent. And it's not very likely in most cases. And eventually, if you go by that rule, you're going to end up obviously losing a lot more than you win. You'll be strong today and a week tomorrow. You'll try it out and you'll lose. Or you'll go for the first time, sorry, and win a lot and then try again and lose a lot. And usually eventually you lose more than you win. So be careful in the risks you take, but in life you have to take some risks. But understand the difference of the risks that you don't need to take at all. Forgive freely. As one who has lived a majority of my life not being forgiven by certain individuals for certain things that I've done. As a matter of fact, I've been accused of various things. I remember from one person that I was with, they accused me of cheating a couple different times for a couple of years and I didn't. And there was nothing that I could convince this person. I didn't do it. And they were just so convinced they had this whole narrative in their head. And no matter what I would say, they would just, "Wow, well, you cheated. I was like, no, I didn't. Um, I did have an issue back there 10 years ago or so, but Last year, nope. I don't even know how you're even believing that I did, but it is what it is. There's nothing. Sometimes you can't change people's minds. So it always reminds me uh, that I can afford to freely forgive other people and not to hold them in my heart as this or as that, because there's always the chance that I could be wrong. Or even if they did do something, who am I to hold it on them for the rest of their life? as if I'm not a sinner myself. 17. Stay curious. I believe when you stay curious, you'll try to figure new things out. But when you believe that you know it all or believe that you've arrived, then your curiosity will be killed to a certain level because you'll just believe there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that anybody can teach me. I know everything and therefore I'll probably stop learning. Whereas you should always have that desire to Google something, you know? There should always be some side question. You're talking about this, that, and the other, and then somehow that makes you want to research something to really figure out the ends of it. Instead of speculating, instead of having a little information on whatever the topic is, you delve in and really understand it so that you can, yes, teach it, especially when it's a some type of, a, of, of a understanding that you believe that is valuable to other people. You should really try to understand it yourself. And if you can teach it, chances are you understand it. 18. Cherish your health. Take care of your health, people. There's many of us out there, we don't take care of our feet. We buy the cheapest shoes as possible. And when I say cheap, I don't mean not necessarily how much money you spend for them, but the quality of them. When it comes to our teeth, many of us are cheap or scared to feel any pain. But sometimes you have to go through something to come out of something. So to not have bad teeth anymore, to not have foot fungus or to have twisted toes or bad toenails, you have to take care of these things, right? Cherish your health. If you notice you're getting a huge gut and it's only because you're sitting on your can most of the time and eating bonbons, maybe you cut back and you eat three bonbons instead of 79. Maybe you watch TV while on the treadmill or something. You gotta make room for improvement and work constantly on improvement daily for yourself to be able to improve, improve, whereas people will eventually recognize if you're working hard enough. People can tell when you're working on something and when you're not. It's just a fact of life. It'll be something that they will just see. So if you're not getting any compliments on something that's very important to you, whether it's your singing, your speaking capabilities, your looks, Your hairstyle, your upkeep, your clothes, cleanliness, or iron, or whatever it is. The reason why you're not getting any... um, If you're generally around people who give compliments, first of all, and you're not getting any compliments, then it's probably because you're not doing your best. In most cases. (coughs) Of course, there's outliers, but in general... 19. Learn from your failures or learn from your failures from other people as I was talking about earlier. If you're doing something, maybe you're just playing a game or you're working and you're trying to measure something exactly or you're trying to um, teach something that you've learned and sometimes... Our greatest lessons is when we don't succeed at something, but we did try because it teaches us how to go about it next time or how to teach somebody else to go about it. So instead of just repeating the same faults, learn from your failures or learn from the failures of other people. And that's what I was telling my sons when I was talking to them about, about this kind of stuff. And other kids that I've talked to about it. And 20. We're going to cut it off right here. Be resilient. When things knock you down, sometimes the very thought of it is worse than being knocked down. You know, I heard of a woman today who she had um, her two children. She had a friend who was very helpful towards her but she was also suffering from mental issues. So she was getting help from someone who, whose mind wasn't right. And this person ended up having a, a miscarriage. And six months after she'd given birth to her twins, this friend who had the miscarriage and had the mental problems and who was supportive, very supportive to her, decided to one day come to her house, shoot her three times, And tell her while she's shooting her that she's taking her kids. Now, most people would just lie down and die. But this woman got up, ran next door for help. There was no help there. Ran across the street for some help. And she got help. Now, obviously, not everyone getting shot three times, depending on where, is going to be able to get up and do that and we don't know what kind of adrenaline was pumping through her veins, what kind of strength, but she took it and she moved on. She tried to handle her business and she did. She was brought to the hospital and fixed up and within six hours of her children being stolen, they were found unharmed. But my point is, is sometimes you have to roll with the punches, roll with the shots and do what you have to do to come out on top or to save the day. All right, everyone. So this is it for today. I just want you to remember. You are important. You deserve respect. Respect. By other people. And other people deserve your respect and your love and your patience and your kindness and your help and your humbleness and your meekness. We owe so much to other people in that respect. Anyhow, until next time, this is You're Probably Right and I am MCM. Take care of yourself. Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docs. (laughs) I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh uh-oh, yeah, God, self-help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way, hopefully anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions, and all the while, understand that, listen, Sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table, Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. (laughs) Hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.